Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts who guide the global pork industry. Popular Pig is brought to you by Swine Tech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com. Popular Pig is also made possible by Johnsonville Foods, High Pork Genetics, Minitube, Brenneman Pork, Fibro Animal Health, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, and PigEquipment.com. Brought to you by American Resources. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode. Today, we're talking about the war on ASF with Adrian Balaban from Romania. Thank you for joining us today, Adrian. Yes, thank you for the invitation, Matthew. So you're a veterinarian in Romania who's also a producer and doing a lot of different things. Can you just lead off by giving us a brief introduction to who you are, what do you do, and what is your background? How did you get involved in pork production? Yeah. So I start, uh, I start working in uh, actually in feed, in uh, selling of uh, premixes and, uh, and feed additives uh, back in 2004 when I was still a student. And uh, later on, uh, together with uh, my boss, we, we bought a farm. Uh, and we started there in 2007 with uh, 619 sows. I remember because we supposed to get uh, 620 and the one was missing. We, we still don't know where is that sow. It will be good now to have it anyway. Uh, so um, uh, we developed from that uh, until 2018 to 9,000 sows in uh, 13 uh, farms, uh, four sow farms, uh, uh, seven seven, uh, finishing and nursery to to finishing farms and uh, one AA station. Uh, And uh, we are now, we have in this moment these uh, facilities. Uh, we uh, are also one multiplier for uh, topics Northwind, uh, and we work with genetics uh, since the beginning. So I know a little bit also about genetics, but not uh, it's not my my uh, my first uh, let's say quali- qualification. Um, I am uh, president of the Romanian Association of uh, Science Veterinarians. I'm also a member in the board of directors of the Romanian Pig Producer Association. And uh, also I work like a consultant for the United Nations for FAO for the last uh, two years in projects uh, connected with uh, African swine fever in the Balkan area. Unfortunately, uh, we met uh, only online until now with the guys from uh, Forum FAO due to the COVID uh, Sorry, but uh, hopefully in the next uh, next months we'll start to have also some uh, some human interaction. Uh, so uh, uh, my uh, my focus was always uh, uh, production and to, to to produce as good as possible and as cheap as possible and uh, also biosecurity. Uh, all of our farms. 
despite the fact that they are uh, located in the, uh, let's say, most dense populated area of Romania, of co- except uh, the area where it's midfield present, uh, are uh, still uh, uh, free of PRRS. We never uh, get infected with PRRS or PED or any other uh, uh, diseases because we always uh, uh, focused a lot on uh, on biosecurity. Uh, but uh, okay, uh, now we we are discussing about a different uh, threat, which is unfortunately uh, much uh, more uh, how to say contundent, much more aggressive than uh, the normal uh, viruses that we know, and this is the ISF. You're a busy guy. Yeah. I'm a busy guy. I'm enjoying every day uh, working with uh, pigs and pig business. So I like uh, everything about uh, pig business, uh, uh, and I get myself involved in almost all the uh, details, uh, except, uh, let's say, feed production. Despite the fact that I'm now in the feed factory, but this is the the place where we have the best uh, internet uh, connection, so I don't want to to have problems from this uh, point of view. So also joining us for this episode is PJ Corns from JBS. PJ, good to have you back on the show here. And could you give a brief reintroduction to our audience as to who you are and, and what you do? Yeah. So first of all, thanks for thanks for having me, Matthew. It's a it's an honor to be on this, especially with Dr. Balaban. Um yeah, so I'm a I'm a pig farmer, much like Dr. Balaban. I'm just in the United States. Um working with JBS as a director of the sow production here. Um, got a background in production throughout the Midwest and also working in genetics with BIC in Europe and uh, on my own. And that's where I, I, I met Dr. Balaban and was, was had the great opportunity to work in his system. Um, I consider Dr. Balaban not only to be my boss, but also a very good friend along with the people in his company. So I know. Um, as this ASF has affected him, um, it's affected me in a little way. Um, and, and I think the story that, that he has as me now being an American producer, um, we need to listen to what he has to say. And uh, that's why I thought this was a great story. Um, it's terrible what's happening in, in that part of Romania um, with ASF. And uh, again, um, I'm just honored to be here and, and in your guys' presence. Thank you. So, Dr. Balaban, before we get started, this is kind of a unique situation where you're calling from Romania, which is very close to the war between Ukraine and uh, Russia. Would you be able to shed some light on what that's like? What is it like right now in Romania being so close to the war? And um, how is that impacting daily life? And and how might that be impacting the swine industry? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first days after the the Russia started the invasion in, uh, in in Ukraine, I mean, I, all over the world, it was the same uh, uh, feeling. Uh, you some shivers on the on the back. I mean, and also the some the nuclear threat. What we understand like nuclear threats didn't uh, let's say create for us some uh, some nightmares. So the situ- and for us being uh, practically in some uh, tens of kilometers uh, till the Ukrainian border. It's not, uh, it was not uh, comfortable at all, uh, especially that we have um, 
we have parts of the country that uh, are uh, uh, very close to areas that were bombarded in the, the extreme east of Romania in the Danube Delta. And uh, okay, uh, it is not comfortable to you feel the uh, you could. Uh, I was in the Danube Delta actually. PJ knows that I am. Uh, that, that's my favorite uh, place in the world. So. I was there just in the week when the war started, uh, and you could hear the the planes, uh, let's say, going um, over the Romanian sky, uh, the army planes. Yeah, it was. It's not. Uh, it's not easy. And also on the on the roads, we have a lot of refugees uh, from uh, from Ukraine. You can see a lot of uh, women, uh, children, and uh, okay, some elderly people, but uh, and. It's it's a sad uh, it's a sad uh, story and uh, you can you could feel it. I mean, you nobody feels uh, comfortable uh, these days. Uh, on the other hand, side from economical point of view, we have these uh, sanctions uh, that were uh, applied on the on on Russian economics. So we see already uh, some increment in the. Uh, uh, prices of uh, of uh, benzene and uh, diesel. Uh, I think now the price is something like one point uh, four, uh, one, over one point four euro per liter of uh, of benzene and diesel. So for us, it's an historical uh, uh, high price. And Romania is not a rich country. It's not. Uh, you cannot compare the incomes of the Romanians with the Western. Uh, with the Western uh, European countries, so for us these sanctions uh, are uh, are hard to, to 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 support. But okay, we we are in the European Union and uh, we are in NATO, so we have to uh, we have to accept it and to to, to go forward with this. Yeah, it's it's not a good feeling uh, on the Romanian streets these days. Yeah. I can imagine not. So when we look at the the pork industry, um, what, what I mean on the effects of agriculture is it mainly the increase in prices and some of the restrictions there? Well, I guess how might it be affecting agriculture? Uh, look, uh, Romania is uh, one of the biggest uh, producer of uh, of uh, cereals in uh, in uh, Europe, especially in the in the Black Sea area. After uh, you know Russia and Ukraine, we are the uh, one of the biggest producers of uh, producer of uh, wheat and corn and sunflower. So um, uh, we are usually exporting this uh, this uh, cereals and uh, and oil uh, uh, oil seeds. So uh, we could see already an, uh, 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 that the prices uh, increase in 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 all of this. Uh, but the perspectives perspectives of the harvest uh, are good. So okay. It's normal. In the end, this is the the market. Uh, the market goes up and down, so you have to adapt it. Of course, we never um, never seen so huge prices, but what what can we do? On the other uh, on the other hand side, uh, since the the war started, uh, we could uh, see that uh, the price of uh, life uh, of of pig meat increase. Uh, increased significantly. Uh, you know, the German price uh, in one month uh, uh, went up with uh, almost 65, not with almost, with 65 cents. That means more than 50% from 1.2 uh, uh, euro, uh, 1 euro per kilogram carcass it arrived today to 1.85. So, 
okay from this point of view for the producers it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's good with uh, some uh, some more space for us to uh, to breathe but uh, uh, okay still uh, taking to consider into consideration the prices of the cereals and the extra cost that we have to to support for uh, for biosecurity uh, we barely break even in uh, in this crisis so to shift over to ASF, ASF has decim- decimated herds in Europe and Romania, and you could arguably make a case that what's happening in Romania might be as severe as anywhere else in the world. How has this disease progressed or evolved throughout Europe or Romania, and how has it affected Pork and Co.? Yeah. Hey, Dr. Well, Balaban, if I could step in here, I think one one important factor here is um, when it's it's like I guess as an American, um, and and again the experience I've had in the Balkan area there with with uh, Dr. Balaban, I think it's important we recognize Dr. Balaban's company is ultra modern facilities, the best GDU mm. um, guilt development system anywhere in the world, um, high end management, and emphasis on biosecurity. Um, so as I step on one of Dr. Balaban's farms. It would be better than any, I'd say, 99% of the farms in the United States and in the world. So I think it's important we recognize this isn't backyard production. This isn't um, like we did back in the 80s. This is modern production that, that they do when they do it at a very high level. I just this is state of the art. Yes. yes yeah, sir. I mean, all of our facilities are built in the last, um, uh, are built in the last 12 years. The oldest farm that we have is... Has 12 years, except the first one that we bought, the, the old, uh, it was an old communist uh, farm but that we, we refurbished completely, uh, remain only the exterior wall. For, for the rest, we took out everything and we, we bring new modern equipments from, uh, from the Netherlands there. And then all the other uh, farms that we have in our, uh, in our group, in our cooperative, are uh, uh, greenfield investments. Uh, well, of course, we use also European money, but also we put a big part of our own money in this uh, invest- investment. So um, uh, from the beginning, uh, uh, we build our farms having in our mind uh, biosecurity, but uh, at um, the level of, uh, of uh, prevention of uh, PRRS or uh, let's say APP, mycoplasma, things like this, and in this way, we build inside our system um, uh, three, uh, three and later on uh, four, uh, four um, separate, uh, let's say, circuits. So uh, some, some uh, let's say, um, uh, some focus, always our focus was on uh, biosecurity, and we put a lot of uh, emphasis in this. Also, uh, uh, we build uh, having uh, later, I mean, uh, after the ISF uh, uh, introduction in uh, Romania in 2017, uh, we always have in our mind uh, the compartmentalization, uh, uh, like the only uh, solution that could offer some uh, some uh, uh, some uh, breathing space for the for the. Um, uh, for the commercial farms, uh, because uh, uh, European legislation is uh, doesn't make 
uh, a clear distinction between a commercial farm and a non-commercial farm. And uh, we were hoping that in this way we could convince the, uh, the authorities that commercial farms should be treated uh, separately. But I will come in more details later on about this when I will uh, arrive to our, uh, how, we are, uh, how we organize our biosecurity. Uh, so, yeah, I, ISF uh, was introduced in, uh, in Europe in 2007 uh, in Georgia, and after uh, this, immediately from Georgia went to Russia, Ukraine, uh, and uh, in 2014 it entered in the, in the European uh, community space in Poland, Lithuania, Lithuania, Estonia, and that area. Um, uh, and uh, in Romania, we had the first uh, the first cases in middle of 2017. Uh, we were always like producers. We were always uh, aware of the danger of African swine fever uh, from the connections that we have with other producers in uh, Russia or in Ukraine or in Moldavia. And uh, being in contact with them or reading their, uh, their experience in different uh, international magazines, uh, we tried to, uh, to prepare ourselves for this. And we always went to the, in front of the government, let's say, we have to be prepared, we have to, to, to make this and that. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's a strange situation that uh, the government cannot uh, work in uh, preventively, they have they can act only uh, after uh, the situation occurs. So the, for them, it's very difficult to take uh, preventive uh, measures. So uh, at least we work a lot on uh, the theoretical uh, level, and we prepare uh, somehow the uh, intervention um, teams in case of uh, ISF occurrence in uh, in the country, uh, but. Uh, let's say we never predicted in our wildest dream that the situation could evolve in this way because uh, we like professional uh, producers we uh, we know each other we are in Romania only 392 commercial uh, farms registered uh, that means uh, let's say more or less 160,000 sows uh, and uh, we produce about 4.2 uh, 4.4 4 million pigs per year and um, uh, you can imagine that we all know each other we meet many times per year we discuss we share uh, opinion but uh, we didn't know the dimension of the backyard production we could not anticipate it until this uh, impacted our uh, activity directly. And we discovered that actually the backyard production in Romania is bigger than the commercial production. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And uh, from, uh, let's say, official statistics, uh, you could not see this uh, because uh, they have a very big fluctuation in the, in the number of animals that they, uh, that they have. And the majority, they keep animals that they slaughter in the Christmas. And if they make the statistics in the beginning of the year, the number of pigs that will appear, it will be very low, maybe 1 million or 2 million. But in reality, we discover that they arrive until 4 to 4.5 million and even more than this. So this create, um, created uh, for, uh, 
point, continue to create for us uh, and for the authorities very big difficulties in controlling the, the virus and the con controlling the movement of animals and controlling the, the dissemination of the virus in the in the country uh, because uh, the majority of these farms uh, uh, have animals that are not declared they are not officially declared you know also they don't declare the disease immediately when uh, something appears there or when they have a suspicion so they try mm -hmm. to to or they think there is nothing or they think it's uh, only i don't know or any other disease and uh, because uh, they in, in case that they declare the disease and uh, they they don't respect the legislation according to the veterinarians, they are not entitled to get the compensation, but they will be uh, penalized or they get a fine from the, from the state. So, yeah, this, is, uh, this creates uh, a lot of, uh, of uh, difficulty. So, go ahead, PJ. Yeah, so Dr. Balaban, I, I've seen the picture. I've also seen it in person driving in um, to work at, at your farms. Um, the to understand a village is kind of like our breeding and gestation barn. I saw the gentleman take his boar out and he goes to one house, the next house, the next house. And I realized he's heat checking. He's heat checking everybody's sows. And that's right on your doorstep. And I under also understand, I know you very well, the last three years, you've dedicated massive amounts of your time, maybe all of it, time and energies to keeping ASF out of your system. And yeah. a question I had from our, our nutritionist, Dr. Kyle Coble, what specific steps did you take to keep ASF out of your farms and your feed mill? And I think it's also important. You took some steps even with your own office. Can you shed yeah, some I, light on those? I mean, we uh, we apply the same uh, biosecurity, the same biosecurity routines in all of our facilities. Uh, in the feed factory, in the in the uh, a place for destruction of uh, carcasses or in the washing station uh, everywhere we have the same uh, the same biosecurity routines we we have dry filters where people are uh, changing their uh, their uh, the clothes that they come from home and then they have uh, we have different you know place towers uh, and uh, uh, of course uh, so from the dry filter to the to the sanitary filter they uh, they wear different clothes. They are not uh, allowed to, or they they don't have any possibility to come in contact with anything that goes to the farm, uh, or uh, it come, if it goes into the feed factory. Uh, so we created uh, uh, a very a system with multiple uh, barriers, with only one entrance, which is also exit, with multiple barriers that w w try to prevent for the virus to to step in. Because we always have in our mind that this virus is uh, uh, it, it uh, can go only from a, a, a sick pig to a healthy pig, or uh, through meat products, or uh, transport, dirty cars, or feed that was somehow contaminated by wild boars or uh, things like. That. In Romania, we don't have the the ticks uh, that the ticks that are. Uh, incriminated in Spain or in the, in the, in the southern uh, part, these uh, uh, soft uh, skin uh, ticks, ornithodorus. Uh, so 
we we always concentrate on the human uh, factor and our uh, focus is uh, is always on was always on uh, on this um, i mean uh, it's uh, our biosecurity system uh, starts not only from the uh, from the from the entry, entering entrance of the farm is starts from the from the house of our employees of all of our employees uh, we uh, check them if they have animals at home if they keep pigs at home uh, even if their uh, relatives keep pigs uh, we know and we encourage that also their relatives not to not to have uh, pigs because it's impossible for a son not to go to visit his mother or for a for a I don't know, uh, 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 for me not to visit my brother. So we encourage that, uh, that also the relatives not uh, have pigs and we pay something extra for this. Uh, we don't allow in the, we, we provide uh, separate transportation for each of the farms that we have. And in these in this farms, in these cars, they are not allowed to have any kind of, uh, of uh, uh, food. We provide the food for the for the company. Of course, if, they, if somebody has a situation and they have to eat an apple or they have to eat a, a brazil, things like this, we are not absurd. But uh, meat is not allowed. We fire people if we, if we if we learn that they have uh, eat, uh, eaten a sandwich in the in the company car. Uh, so especially we discuss this for the workers or for the drivers of uh, of, uh, of animal trucks and. Um, Feed trucks. Um, uh, then um, uh, they are not allowed to participate in any kind of uh, hunting activities. To go in the forest, uh, to and uh, of course everybody will ask and how you control this. Uh, we have an uh, army of guardians. We have uh, in our companies uh, at the at, in the peak of our activity. We have. Uh, 320 employees, and from this 320, 80 were guardians. So these guard, these are guarding the farms, but also they are checking uh, the, the their the houses of the of the employees, and they try to gather as many information as possible from the village and uh, about uh, every person. So we try to cover every every aspect of from the life of our employees because. Uh, you you never know. It's it's not necessary that somebody will make a mistake intentionally. Uh, we try to avoid to make uh, uh, mistakes. Uh, I mean to try to keep them uh, out of the out of the mistakes. Of course, we have uh, some um, situations that you cannot uh, avoid. I mean, if somebody has a wedding in the and uh, or they have a funeral or they have to. To, to to or in the Christmas when we have a uh, when we, we have this celebration when we are slaughtering traditionally the uh, the pigs uh, for that situations we try to give three days for the employees that they have to do to participate in this kind of uh, uh, events so uh, to try to to avoid after this for them to come back to bring to bring in something into the farm. Yeah, so Matthew, I think two things there. there there's a whole lot there that Dr. Yeah. Balaban talked about. But two things that I think 
you know, are, are pretty unique, something I think we can learn from. Um, number one, uh, Dr. Balaban talked about sanitary filters. So that's something we don't get in the U.S. But as we've come through this PED, this Delta Corona that we've uh, fought in the Midwest specifically, does that have a place? And does it have a place when we talk about ASF? So what that is, is like Dr. Balaban said, building in barriers before you get into a farm. So Dr. Balaban, I met him in China once, and he, he was talking about it used to be the fence was the shower and then you entered. Yeah. Now there's this thing, the sanitary filter, where we change our clothes, we change everything before we even get to the shower and we disinfect our hands twice. And that, again, is the same thing that's in place at the feed mill and the office. So I think that's very important. The other thing was he talked about the guards. Um, as yeah. I met Dr. Balaban's people, he would say, this is, um, you know, uh, Yanush, my GDU manager. This is uh, Joseph, my biosecurity lead. And this is also our guards, you know, so it's incorporated in that production system. So I think that's very unique. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think one thing I'd like to to move into here is, could you add color to and explain the emotions and tell your story of what was it like the first day you broke with ASF? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I remember like it was <laughs> now. I mean, uh, the last experience that I have, it was uh, less than 30 days ago. And uh, my first uh, experience with ISF was in uh, in April 2020, uh, just uh, in the uh, in the week before Easter, uh, when they called me from the farm and sent me pictures of uh, two dead sows from the same uh, from the same pen, from the same uh, station uh, in group uh, pen. So okay, I because two sow, two dead one dead sow means nothing, but two dead sows in the same day from the same pen. Okay, jump into my into my truck and I went there to to see what happened. Uh, the vet of the farm, she was already there. Uh, she's uh, a, a very very good vet and uh, a good person, and uh, she was already taking. And okay, let's, uh, because uh, until I arrived there, they discovered that also the other sows in the pen, maybe they don't look so good. So uh, we, I went there, we performed the necropsy. And uh, when I took out the first uh, splen from the sows, I mean, when I opened the sows and I saw that the splen was something like uh, one, uh, let's say, six persons table <laughs> big. Okay, I over. Uh, uh, exaggerated, but it's a, it's something that strikes you. You cannot uh, miss uh, this, and uh, it was like um, like uh, fish eggs. Hmm. When you when you touch it, it's like it it just goes like this. So I said, okay, this is something unique. It's something that we never seen before. And she was almost uh, passing out, and I was okay. What we can do? Let's let's uh, cut also the other, and the other was uh, was the same. But what was strange was that uh, uh, in that farm, we didn't have any dead sow for more than 20 days. Uh, and uh, Before or after that? Before, before. Okay. 
for that, we, we didn't have any, because we register everything, all the mortalities that we have, like everybody, we register everything per day and uh, even per, uh, per hour, if it's morning or, uh, or afternoon. And, uh, okay, to that south, uh, and then we start to make some, uh, some um, internal investigation to see what happened. Those were uh, uh, sows that were moved there with uh, two weeks before. In one clean pen, we always clean the, despite the fact that it's a, it's a big house where we have multiple groups of pregnant sows, we always clean and disinfect between batches. So we moved the sows there, and, um, and uh, two weeks later, uh, uh, they were, uh, two of them died, and uh, until the until, uh, uh, evening, all of them were sick. Mm. Uh, now, uh, it's only speculation because in all the investi- uh, we have also official veterinarians coming for investigations. Also, we do our investigations. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we moved animals in the meantime. We delivered animals and we moved animals from that farm, and we are using the same people more or less. Uh, it was, uh, and we the animals that we moved from that farm to another farm, they didn't uh, get. Uh, infected uh, so we connect uh, uh, I connected in my theory I connect uh, the outbreak with uh, uh, with the fact that uh, one of our uh, employees had uh, a celebration a party with some uh, days before and he bought uh, meat from the from the somewhere from the village and uh, most probably he didn't uh, clean very well his hands because we checked the showers, he respect the shower, everybody respect the shower uh, time, and uh, uh, maybe he was, uh, let's say, still uh, having the, the virus on, on his hand. Uh, this is the only... The only the, for us, it was strange that uh, the south, left and right, uh, no, uh, th- that was in the end the pen. So the sows in the back that they have a common drinker, so they are nose to nose. They get infected uh, three days later. Uh, no, uh, it was five days later, and uh, the sows uh, near uh, the, the, in the pen exactly near that they don't have any any uh, connect any connection. They. Uh, uh, they didn't get infected, but we could see until the, we finished to destroy the the pigs in the farm that we have um, uh, like 20 meters away or like uh, 30 meters away in the barn we had other uh, clinical uh, clinical signs uh, in the animals. Uh, like, uh, I mean uh, the. Uh, the evolution in the south, because I have the opportunity to see the virus and in the south and in the finishers, uh, it's completely different than in the finishers. In the south, mm. uh, generally it goes uh, much faster uh, f- through the through the compartment, um, and in the in the finishers it goes much uh, much slower. Usually in the south, when you when you see it, you don't see you see you have one dead sow, and uh, you wait for days to have another. In, especially in our case, and until now, we had uh, uh, four, uh, uh, four, uh, all of 
our cow farms were infected. Okay, one is repopulated now, but um, in the south farms, it goes fast in the south. In the, in the finishers, it goes a little bit, uh, a little bit slower. Yeah. But the first, uh, the first uh, feeling, it's uh, okay. You are uh, scared. I mean, you are, uh, and what to do? Like, like, uh, like we discussed with, uh, you, you cannot interfere in it. You see the animal suffering and you cannot do anything. I mean, what you can do? Just uh, to try to, to finish as soon as, uh, as, soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in, in Europe, the legislation in Europe uh, is uh, in the following way. I mean, in the moment that uh, you have an outbreak confirmed in a farm, and um, uh, the authorities, they uh, uh, give, the, uh, give instruction to destroy all the pigs in the farm. Doesn't, uh, they don't take into consideration anything else. So you have to, to apply this. So it doesn't matter if you have one pig or 20 or 20,000 or uh, 140,000, you have to, to destroy all of them. So you can imagine that the majority of the pigs that we killed are uh, healthy, but this is the, the, the way that the legislation is and you cannot uh, fight against it. Thank you for listening to the first half of this talk on the war against ASF. Please tune in to hear the second half in another future episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com to receive updates when new episodes are available. Popular Pig is brought to you by SwineTech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com.